<laughs> Good evening. Don't worry, I didn't get that on wrong. No, no. Uh, today we are learning the Seches Tainas Daf Vav and only Daf Vav. I know it's supposed to be a blot and a half. I found out yesterday in New York that I have a big presentation tomorrow morning that I only found out about yesterday afternoon. So I spent most of my day doing that. I do like learning Torah, but I get, get it to a blot and a half. We did a blot today. We'll be Amir Tashem, doing a blot um, on Shabbos. The blot is very large. So we'll catch up over the course of the beginning of next week. Amir Tashem, we'll get there. So we're starting on the top of Dava. We're only going to learn one sugya. And the sugya is uh, based on the Pasuk that we say every night in Shema and every day in Shema. Um, about Yoreu Malkosh, Ve'osafta de Ganecha. Yore and Malkosh are different types of rains and maybe different times of rains. Let's see. The Gemara says on Davavam et al, the four lines down, Tanu Rabban, and the rabbis teach us in Abraisa, Yore. What does the Pasuk mean when it says Yore? Not so much how do we define Yore, but why the word Yore? As it says the Gemara, because maybe Shemore that it teaches us, Yore, Mora that it teaches us, it teaches people that they need to waterproof their roofs or their roofs are not like our roofs and even our roofs sometimes have leaks in them their roofs they had to put a special layer on it and they had to make sure to do that before the rainy season and as well to bring in their fruit so they don't get ruined by the rain uh, what we would call winterizing in our modern parlance. So they had to do the same thing. So maybe the word yore meant, okay, everybody get ready for the winter season, for the rainy season. Maybe another possibility about yore. Shemarve, from the word to saturate. Shemarve esaret, umashke ad tehom. It saturates the ground all the way down to the depths of the ground. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, telemeha rave, that the mounds that are kicked up by the plow, those should be rave, they should be saturated, they should be enjoyable to the to the dirt. that maybe the rain will soften the ground, and samcha tevarech, and that which grows will be blessed. That's approach number two. Approach number three, davarachar yore. Another approach is not sheyore, but sheyoreid. That when the rain falls, it falls gently, and it doesn't fall bizarre. And that's what the type of rain is. That is the rain of the yore. The Bryce has a problem with this. The Bryce says maybe oh no yore ella. Maybe rain is different. Maybe it's uh, not a soft rain, but ella shemashira saperos. It's so strong that it, it tears fruits off of the vine. Umashtif has azraim and it washes away seeds. Umashtif has and it even can blow away trees. You know, we're talking hurricane, typhoon type of rain. Uh, you know, really torrential. So Talmud Lomar, that's not the case. It has to be that the Yoreh is similar to the Malkosh because Yoreh and Malkosh are in the same Pasuk. So we assume that there's some type of equation, some type of level playing field between the two, Ma Malkosh Levracha, just like the Malkosh was a rain that was considered to be Levracha. So to Af Yoreh Levracha, so to the first rain also has to be that way, says the Gemara. How do you know that? Oh, Eino Ella, maybe we should say, Oh, Eino Malkosh, maybe Malkosh is also bad. Ela Shemafi Lesabatim, it will break houses down, Meshabra Sailano, so it'll break trees, Umalas Hasko. And it'll bring a certain type of locust called Sakain. So Talmud Omar says the Gemara, oh, no, we'll, we'll learn from Yorah. But now we're getting cyclical. You can't learn Malkosh from Yorah and Yorah from Malkosh and Malkosh from Yorah when none of them are inherently necessarily positive. But let's see what the Gemara's Svara is. Talmud Omar, Yorah, Mayorah Levracha, Af Malkosh Levracha. Now the Gemara doesn't say this outright, but really this is what we would 
this is cyclical. I, I know A is good because B is good. And I know B is good because A is good. But if you don't ever prove that A or B is good, then you don't have any information. And therefore, the Gemara says, as we would say in our Hebrew language, Hadron So the question goes back to the beginning. How do we know that anything is good? How do we know that Yorah is something positive? So the Gemara says from a text proof, from a Pasuk, that the Bnei Tzion will, uh, will rejoice and they'll be happy with Hashem, their God. Why? They gave us more play on words for the, for good things, for charity, for righteousness. In that first month, that is going to be so. That's how we see the more and tzedakah, that, that, that that's positive. And therefore, we assume that Yorah is positive. And then by association, we assume that Malkosh is positive as well. And now we're going to see three Bryces in a row. And then we're going to dig into one of the three Bryces. One of the Bryces teaches us that Yorah, this first rain is referred to um, as Yorah, and that, that will be Bemar Cheshvan. So let's just keep track of the Jewish year. It's Tishrei Cheshvan, right? It's this past month, a month ago, that would have been that rain. We had a couple of good rains. So that's what the Gemara says, that it's uh, Yorah is going to be Bemar Cheshvan, and Malkosh, the Malkosh rain, when will that be? Ben Nisan, a couple months later. So that's going to be a Nisan. Ata Omer, Yorah Bemar Cheshvan, and Malkosh Ben Nisan. You want to say that Yorah is in the month of Cheshvan and Malkosh is in the month of Nisan? Not so simple. Says the Gemara, just about halfway down on Bava Medalev. Maybe it's earlier. Maybe it's in Tishrei and in Iyar. No, it has to be in its right time, and that is not the right time. The right time is in Cheshvan, and the right time is in Nisan. Says the Gemara, my Malkosh. This is a textual issue with the Gemara. It should say, uh, my Malkosh. That's at least how some of the Defusim Yeshanim have it. And that's what the Hagos Vitzionim writes here. Bekisve Yad Nosaf, my Malkosh, Omar Bechule. And that is what the Dituke Sofrim writes here as well. Says the Gemara, my Malkosh. And what we're going to see is a few answers, each of which are a play on words of Mal and Kash. Malkosh. We're going to see plays on words. Omar of Nehiloi, Bar Idi, Omar Shmuel. Dover Shemal Kashiosehen Shel Yisrael. Normally, the word Shemal means to circumcise. Obviously, here it means to kind of cut or reduce. Uh, to to lessen the kushiosein, the stubbornness of the Jews, shall you throw? What is this talking about? So let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi is is toward the bottom of the page, six lines, five lines into the wide lines of Rashi in the middle of the line. Dibur Hamaschil, Dabar Shemal Kashiosein Shal So how does this make the Jews better people? What does Rashi say? Shekisheinu Yoreid. When there is no rain, it was an agricultural world. It was as if the bank account dried up. Then Chosun Yisrael Betshuva. They saw that this was a direct uh, reference from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that they need to change. They would do tshuva, umis anin, and they'd fast, v'osin tzedakos. So that's what the Gemara means, is that when it didn't rain, the word malkosh was the type of thing that without it, it would have been mal kishiosan shel Yisrael. It would have made the stubborn Jew a little bit better. It would have removed the stubbornness. So that's answer number one. Answer number two, back in the Gemara, halfway down, it would fill up the stalks with grains. Very good. So that's another one. So it's memale. Kashiha, it'll fill up the grains. Good. We actually have a Mishnah that speaks about this as well. 
It'll be something that's on the malilos and the koshan. Again, mal kosh, the play on the words again, which is two different parts of the stock. One is the grain part, one is the stock part. Very well. So that's brysa number one that we were going to see. And let's continue with the next brysa. Tana Rabbanon, the rabbis have taught us in a brysa, Yore, Bimarcheshvanu, Malkosh, Benisan. As we saw in the previous brysa, that the Yore reign is in Marcheshvan and Malkosh is in Nisan. But the brysa questions that. Ata Omer Yore, Bimarcheshvan, O Einu Ela, Bechodesh, Kislev. Maybe it's in a different month. Maybe it's in the month of Kislev. Says the Gemara, that can't be. Talmud Lomar, Beito, Yoreu, Malkosh. Ma Malkosh, Beito, Af Yore, Beito. Each of them have to be in their appropriate. Uh, times and that's not the way that it, it's not in Kislev. It's going to be in the month of Marcheshvan. It's going to be in the month of Nisan. Skip the parentheses. Let's see the third brisa. And this one we're going to spend some time on because unlike the brisa that we just saw, where Kislev was not an option for Yoreu Malkosh, we'll see in this brisa that according to the Chachamim that it absolutely was two thirds of the way down. Tanya Itach, the brisa writes Yoreu Marcheshvan Malkosh Benisan. That's David Reb the previous two brises as well, and this Mishnah is explicit like Rabbi Meir, but certainly the Stam ones seem to align with his Shita, that everything is Beito, everything is Bismano, and that's going to be, the Yore is going to be in the month of Mar Cheshvan, and the Malkosh is going to be in the month of Nisan, but all of that is Rabbi Meir, the rabbis teach us, that the first one, that's now, we're in the month of Kislev right now. So that's a that's totally different than the first shita. So says the Gemara. Let's analyze man chachamim. Who is the sheet of the chachamim that says that yore that the reign of yore is in the month of Kislev? So the Gemara answers Amar of Chizda Rebiosihi. This is the sheet of Rebiosi. Uh, where, where do we see this from? The Tanya the Brisa writes. What is considered to be the first rain? The first rain referencing the Yore. So there were three parts to the first rain. The first one is the third day of the month of Cheshvan. The middle one of the three will be on the seventh of that month. And and that reflects the sheet of Rav Meir uh, that we saw in the beginning of this third brisa where he said, what did he say? He says that it's going to be Bimar Cheshvan, that everything is in the month of Cheshvan, all is well, good. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, and Rabbi Yehuda is not in our Brisa, but in this Brisa he does exist, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, that the three Yorah reigns were Beshiva Ubiyodzayin Ubiyesri Mushlosha. It was on the 7th, 17th, and 23rd. We'll discuss this Shita a little bit later. And here's the Shita that we need, because we had seen a Brisa that said in the name of the Chachamim that the Yorah was in the month of uh, key slave. So says the Gemara, how did that work out? The three parts of the rain from the Yore, they started on the 17th, and then the next rain was on the 23rd. And then lastly, it was going to be on Rosh Chodesh Kislev. And if at that time there was no rain, says the Gemara, also said, no one should fast about the lack of rain until we get to that point. Therefore, we see that Rabbi was really reflecting the sheet of the Chachamim. <clears throat> That when we say that there's Yore, that it's in the month of Kislev as well. Amar of Chizda, Rav Chizda Paskins for us. Halacha Kiribyosi, that we would say that Yore is in the month of Kislev. All right, let's see how this plays out because that's not so simple. The Gemara is going to deal with that shortly. But before that, six lines from the bottom on Vav the Gemara says, Amemar Masni Lahadar of Chizda Bahalishna. Amemar taught the statement of Rav Chizda a little differently. And he taught it on the following Brisa. What does the Brisa say? Bishlosha Bimar Cheshvan, Shoalin on the third day of Cheshvan, we start asking for rain. What was Shoalin? What's the language of Shoalin?
Garlin. So that's what we add in davening in Barechalenu, the same Talumatur Libracha. That date has passed, and we don't say that we don't do that. We have a different custom, which is rooted in different Mari Makomos, because we wait till December 4th and 5th, which I can assure you the Gregorian calendar was not referenced in Masechas Tainus as to whether or not we chose totally different animal. We'll discuss that another time. But the Gemara says that according to the Tanakama, at least, that we are Shoal and Asagashamim, that we start asking for rain on the third of the month of Cheshvan. But Rabban Gamliel says, Omer B'Shiva Bo, on the seventh day. And here's where Rav Chizda said, Apsak. Omer Chizda Halacha Kerabban Gamliel. Okay, that's what he said. That really, we made a mistake in our first version of Rav Chizda. We thought he said, Rabbi and that's not correct. Really, he said Rabban Gamliel, and we were talking about a different b'risa. And four lines from the Gemara, continuing our understanding of Rabbi the Gemara says, Keman Who's the author of the following b'risa? Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Omer. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, Gishamim shiyardu shiva yamim If you have intervals of seven days of rain, Atamone bohen rivia rishona vishnia vishlishis. Well, then you're able to count, uh, but this is a very hard Gemara. I'm saying outright Rashi, Tosfos, the Rishonim are all over the language here. You can even look in the footnote here in Oskatan Vav, and now Ghost Vitzionim. There is a lot to talk about. It's either Rishonim Vishnia and then Shnia Ushlishis. According to the Bali Tosfos, it's only Rishonim and Shnia, not Shlishis. We're not referring to all the different reigns. A big discussion here in the Rishonim that we don't really have time for. So, Kiman, who does this Brysa go like? It goes like Rabbiosi. Amr of Chiza, Halacha Kirabiosi, Rav Chiza says, this seems to be where the initial Rabbiosi came from, the line that we saw earlier, the line that we saw five lines ago, that that really should belong over here. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says, that we paskin like Rabbiosi in this case, and Rabbiosi, um, and, and this seems to be like the Shita of Rabbiosi. Now, Bishlama Revia, we understand the first rain of Rishona. The reason why we need to know when the first rain took place, the reason why we have to know at least halachically when we anticipate it, why do we need to know that line in the sand? Because Lishol, we need to know when we're supposed to start saying the same Talumat or Libracha. We also need to know when Shlishi says when the third rain is, because as Rabbi Yossi told us, that once they got to Rosh Chodesh Kitzlev and they didn't see any rain, they should start fasting. But why do we need to know the second one? Shnia Lemai. Why is it? What was the halachic reason to try and figure out when we should anticipate that second rain? So says the Gemara, four possible answers. Again, the question we're asking is, why is it important to know when the second Yore rain is? And answer number one on the bottom line of Abba Aleph is, Amr, Nadarim. The reason that we need to know when the second rain should take place is because of Nadarim. What is that referring to? It's not. The Mishnah teaches us, turning to the top of Abba Medves. What is the Mishnah, right? Hanoder... Uh, if a person makes an edder until the rain happens, so then he's restricted until he sees the second rain of the Yorah. So that's why if he makes a nether not to not benefit from rain, then he has to wait until the first rain completes and then the second rain starts and then he's fine. So that's one possibility. The second answer of the Gemara on the second line of Avamid Beis is Rebzvid Amar in regards to olives. What in regards to olives? What uh, uh, what circumstance do we need to know when the second rain of the Yorah is taking place? Says the Gemara Ditanan. The Mishnah writes in, in Maseches Peah, We know, of course, that when one has a responsibility of harvesting a field, that there were certain circumstances where the leftovers of the field were left to the poor. 
At what point was it then left mamish hefker for everyone? The anim came first, everyone's maskim. But at what point was it then open for everyone? So the Gemara gives a bit of a weird answer. Rashi says the mushos is the people who were, were feeling, they were palpating, they were touching things. We don't know what that means yet. We'll see in the Gemara what Nemushos is. But after that time, fine, we'll, we'll discuss Nemushos in a minute. Let's uh, talk about the next possibility. Um, in regards to things that grow on the vine, what's the parameter there? When Aniyam go into the field and they walk back. So they're walking into the depths of the field and they walk back. So the back and forth. After that point, everyone is welcome. What about Bezesim? Ah, so here's where the second rain comes in. This is the halachic reason, according to Rav Zvid, as to why we need to identify the timing of the second rain. Because only when that second rain starts is one allowed to take zesim that were part of a field of someone who they then had to relinquish to Anim because of Leket Sheikh and Peya. And then the next phase where it becomes Mamish Mutter for everyone is after Rivishni. Now, as, a, as almost like a parenthetical comment, the Gemara wants to ask about Nemushos. It's not relevant to us per se because we already answered our question about the Zesim, but we don't know what Nemushos means. So the Gemara says six lines down on Vavamid Bey is my Nemushos. So I'm of Yochanan Sabe de Azle Atigra. We're talking about the older people who would walk very, very slowly. They would walk with canes and they were able to be more careful in what they were looking at. Maybe they'd use their canes to poke in the ground to see if they could find food. So that's what Nemushos means. Uh, and Rish Laki Shamar, no, it's Lakute Basar Lakute. It's someone who is doing a double take. They're walking the field twice. They're being very thorough. You know, when you lose something in your house, sometimes you check the same drawer a few times. You're very thorough. At some point, you can fairly assume you're done. So here the Gemara says that when is it considered permissible for even the people beyond Anim to walk the field? That's after Nemushos. And the second answer of Nemushos is Lakute bus or Lakute once a person has done two rounds of trying to collect. Or Papa Amar, this is answer number three to answer the question of what is the halachic value of knowing when the Revia was when the second rain was. There used to be a time when there was a Xerah that one is allowed to walk in other people's fields. We have that here. It's sometimes hard to walk to McCord. It's annoying. The Chesterfields are closed off. You have to walk all the way around. So the Chesterfields don't allow us. We've tried many times. Now they're finally possibly going to allow us because we're getting there. But it's a shayla in, in halacha. Can you walk on someone else's property without rishos? In Eretz Yisrael, there was a heter to do so, but only under certain circumstances. Once the second rain came down, then the field was moist, and we assumed that they had planted already. And if you walk on a field where, where seeds were just planted, you could negatively affect and impact the growth of that, of whatever's being grown there. So we don't want you to walk on there. When they reseed grass, they put out little posts and string. Don't walk on the grass. We're trying to, we're trying to improve things here. Get out of here. So that's what the Gemara is saying over here is that you're only allowed to walk in other people's yards until the Raviyashniya. And that's why we needed to know the timing of the Raviyashniya. And the fourth answer on this question is as follows. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak was all of yesterday's Gemara. Remember yesterday's Gemara? Rav Nachman asked a shayla to Rav Yitzchak and Rav Yitzchak said, Hachi Amar Rav Yochanan. So this is the same Amora, but in a different context. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amar, 
We need to know about that rain as it relates to Perashvius, where we have a mitzvah of beer, a requirement to beer that we can only use these uh, the, this vegetation for a certain amount of the year. Ditznan. How long are we allowed to benefit from this for? And then at that point, the sorfin betevin of the How long can we use it for? So this is the fourth answer that until uh, that, that rain uh, occurs, and that's going to be the line in the sand. My time. What is the reason that we need to stop using it? Because, says the Gemara, it's based on a Pasuk. We're three lines before the very wide lines on Vav and Mubez, and we're going to be stopping at the second line on Zion and Madalaf. It says to your animals uh, that are in your land, for as long as you have animals that are still eating in the field, you can also feed your domesticated animals, no problem. But once the food stops being eaten out in the field, because the Pasuk says they have to still be eating it in the field, then at that time, then you have to burn the field. First of the long lines on Bava Medbez. We asked uh, an interesting question. The Gemara said, For those of you who are familiar with Shaz, we're familiar with the word Revia from a completely different context of Rovea and Nirba, which is speaking about sodomy and intercourse and things of that nature. So the Gemara says, that's correct. That's why the word is used here as well. What does that mean? It's something that has a male role as it relates to the karka in that just like during conception a woman would uh would take into her body the zera to make an animal so to make a child so too the ground will take in water to sprout forth vegetation that's what Rav Yehuda says explicitly second line dumb review the mitra the rain is baila de arahu it's like the husband of the ground. When there's rain that is uh, that is uh, absorbed into the ground, then then the ground can be molded, the language of birth. And that is the comparison that the Gemara makes. Four lines into the wide lines, the Gemara says, The first Revia, we know the threshold that we've reached this first case of, uh, of Revia Rishona when it is when it goes to a tefach deep in the ground, four inches, whatever it is, a tefach's worth of rain absorbs into the ground. We know that we've reached Revia Shnia when the ground is so saturated that we can actually use the dirt as a seal on top of a barrel. Again, we use different technologies now, but back in the day, they would use this mud and with a certain consistency. And when it dried up, it functioned as a pretty good seal. When you have that much rain, you shouldn't assume that this is the rain of Onesh, the rain of the Atsaris Hashemaim. Ein bahem ishum ve'atsar. When we say ve'atsar, we're referring ve'atsaris Hashemaim below Yehiyamotar, that this is bad rain. It's, it's the rain of Klala. Says the Gemara, this is not bad rain. If a person were to have rain that came down before Ve'atzar, what does that mean? Before you say Shema in the morning, so rain after the night starts, but before Shachris, this is also not the rain of Klala, this is rain of Bracha, 
no problem at all. Amar Abaye, lo amran elakodem ve'atzar de'orta. We weren't talking about shacharis. We were talking about ve'atzar de'orta. When we say ve'atzar sashamayim de'orta at night, we're talking about mariv. We're not talking about shacharis. Avakodem ve'atzar de'tzafra. But if you see rain that's in the morning, yesh bahem mishum ve'atzar. That could be the klala type of rain and would be subject to ve'atzar sashamayim lo yematzar. That's bad rain. Damar of Yehuda bar Yitzchak, Hani anane de tzafra, Rav Yehuda bar Yitzchak said that these clouds in the morning less behum less behum a uh, It's a very small amount of rain. Dichsiv, as the pasuk writes, ma eselacha Ephraim, ma eselacha Yehuda, v'chasid chem ki anan boker. It's such a small amount of rain, so that's a contradiction. We don't know which one it is. Is boker a problem or is boker not a problem? The rain before shachris is it problematic or not? Mm-hmm. And then the Gemara to close this out raises an even stronger point. Amar leat Rav Papa leabaye the Amre inche. People say all the time the miftach babe. If you open up your house and you see that it's mitra that there's we don't even need you because the rain is so perfect that it's going to make everything grow so nicely. Just wrap up your stuff and go home. Market's not going to be good for you. Your prices are going to be so low because everyone's going to have enough supply in their own fields. Fine. Lokasha, this is not a contradiction about whether or not we would assume that the rain before Shachris is good or bad. Depends if there's very thick clouds. If there's thinner clouds, and with thin clouds, they're not beneficial. With Katir Be'eva, thicker clouds, they are beneficial. So not a machlokas. The Gemara continues with a connected sugya. Amar Yehuda. Tava l'shata, it's a good year, the teves armalta, if you have an armalasa, that is an empty month, an armalasa is a, a woman who is unmarried, so um, the Gemara says it's considered a good year if there's no rain in teves, that's what the, what the mashal is. Some say the reason it's better that Teve shouldn't have rain is because that there shouldn't be emptiness with the harbatza, with the teaching of Torah, that the Bate Medrash won't have people staying at home simply because it rained. Not a good excuse. Some say that there shouldn't be um, uh, any terrible things that happen to the crops. Shidafon is uh, one of the words that we see in uh, in the Tochacha, about terrible things that happen to crops. Says the Gemara, Eini, is it really true that having no rain in Teves is ideal? It's beautiful year when Teves is a disgusting month, namely that it's all muddy and gross and rain. We have sidewalks that's still gross, but it's way worse in a place where it's all made out of mud. When we were kids in camp and it rained, it, you were covered in dirt. I mean, head to toe is disgusting when it rained. Says the Gemara, which one is it? Is it good to rain in Teves or is it bad to rain in Teves? Answers the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down. About 15 lines from the bottom on Bava Mbez Lokasha, not a problem. Had there been a rain prior to the month of Teves, then better to not have rain in Teves. That would be ideal. But what if it was the case that that there was no rain prior to Teves? Uh, no. So then under those circumstances, we'd prefer the rain, even though it's Minavalta, even though it's kind of gross. Says the Gemara. What happens if you live in the city of Chicago and 60645 gets a fair chunk of rain and 60659 doesn't get a lot of rain? Pick your, uh, pick your zip codes. So it says the Gemara, Ein behemishum This is not uh, the klala type of rain. It's not begeder ve'atzar sashamayim lo yematar. It's bracha rain. It's not klala rain. It says the Gemara, Eini, 
No, I'm not sure that's true. Vaksiv, the Pasuk says, I'm going to withhold rain for three months, the cuts here for harvesting. I'm going to have the rain fall in one place. On another city, there's only going to be rain in one place. What does he say about that? Both, both zip codes are bad. So on the one hand, you tried to tell me that when the rain only falls on a part of a city, that, 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 that that's not together. Yet here we see from the Pasuk and from the Yehudim Arab that it is problematic, that it is considered a klala for both places. But when there's way too much rain, you're right that it's a klala. That's what the Pasuk was referring to. And the other is where the rain comes in the right amount. That was Rav Chizda who said, Ein bohem mishum Depends on the volume of the rain. And the brisa, not a brisa, but a comment from Ravashi. That it should be the right amount of rain. That when it's the right amount of rain, even if only part of the city got it, no problem. The part of the city that got the good amount of rain can support the city with its crops that didn't get the right amount of rain. Last sugya of the day. We're six, seven lines from the bottom. What is the bracha on rain? Says the Gemara. Amar of Yehuda. Amar Rav. Rav Yehuda Marav says as follows. Um, let me just look up one thing here. Yes, I did. Thank you. That's good. That's a good piece of Gemara too. It says the Gemara. One line above. Amar Rav Yabo. Thank you for telling me that. How do we, uh, from when do we start to make a bracha on the, on the rain? Says the Gemara. What is this talking about? So Rashi explains this is that when the water is so, there's so much water that when one raindrop falls, it bounces back up and then another raindrop can meet it. Chasen meeting the Kala. It's just a mushal. But that's what Rashi explains over here without going inside. Take a look there. Rashi has a couple of shatim. I think that's where Rashi has a couple of shatim. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's correct. Anyways. Uh, says the Gemara as follows, um, that that's when we start, when there's that much rain. What is the bracha that we would say? Rabbi Yehuda Marav was of the opinion that it says like this. We thank you, Hashem, our God, for every drop that you have allowed to drop here. Rabbi Yochanan, he would add in the following. Famously from Nishmas Kolchai that we're probably uh, very familiar with. Ad until Al Yazvunu Rachamecha Shemelkinu Velo Azavanu Baruch Rov Hahodos, and he would finish with the bracha Baruch Rov Hahodos. Says the Gemara, what is Rov Hahodos? Sounds like uh, we're 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 like the entitled child who didn't get every last blessed thing from the store when they went with their parents. Ro- but, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Ravolba has a beautiful conversation about this. Rov Hahodos. Well, thanks for, for a lot of the things that you've given me. What does that mean? What does that mean? It shouldn't say, uh, it shouldn't say that. It should say, uh, the one, uh, the, the God for, to whom we are thankful. And with this, we will finish. Hilkach, turning to the top of Zion and Aleph, name Rinhula Tarvayu, we should say both. Doesn't really totally answer the question. It's a little bit of a strange thing. The Gemara still has the language of robe. I thought we were trying to replace it. So it says the Gemara, it says that goes with Zion, but Kisveyad, Rishon, Magirse, Ipcha, Rovodos, Vekela, Odos, Vachain, Mashma. 
So the Ritva deals with this a little bit, but we'll stop right here at the top of Zion and Aleph. On Shabbos, we'll learn Emir Tzashem Zion and as well Chesem and Aleph. We'll see how much time there is. Very, very large Gemara on Dav Zion in general, and the Amud Beis is huge. We'll see how much we can get done. We'll catch up over the course of the early parts of the week. Wishing you all a beautiful night.